Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on texasfootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Bunker in an undisclosed location, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us, whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there in the palatial Dave Campbell's Texas Football Studios in beautiful, crime-free Louisville, Texas. She is the Duchess of the Dorks. She is Ashley pickle howdy i just realized that like this is all falling off back here our pets heads are falling off my signs kind of sideways like it looks i I leave i leave for like a second and suddenly just like everything falls apart (laughs) i'm just the only thing holding this thing together Mm. um okay today is friday november 20th 2020 Ooh, it's 11 20 2020 some numbers are the same. We are a number six days till Thanksgiving. Six days till Thanksgiving. Also a good number. Episode 1071. 1071. Uh, that is the innings pitch for Xavier Hernandez in his Lester's Texas Rangers career. 107.1 innings pitch. On today's show, friends, we are going to announce the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week Award. We're going to announce the Dairy Max built by Chuck and Milk, Assistant Coach of the Week, which I think I need to send Pickle. I was going to say, I, uh, I have the player, but I was literally just texting you, hey, who's the coach? <laughs> well, I let's find to out together. <laughs> uh, and so we will, uh, we will announce that. We will also tell you about our um, – We'll also tell you about our In-N-Out Burger Scholar Athletes of the Week. And then it's Mailback Friday. We are going to answer your questions about high school football, college football, recruiting, lifestyle, romance, travel, anything you want. We're going to have you uh, locked and loaded if you want to fire your questions away on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's, or text us, 972-532-6665, 972-5-DAM-OK, 972-532-MONK, if you want to get on board uh, this train. Uh, do we have first four through the door? I do have that answer for you. Uh, it it was good. Rob Hadaway, Meese, Alan Shepard, and William Dyson. Welcome in, fellas. Absolutely. Okay. I'm texting you right now. And there. All right. Let's start with Dave Campbell's Texas Football is proud to partner with the, uh, the Texas Bowl to honor the outs- most outstanding high schooler in the state of Texas with the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week Award. Each week, 
uh, we nominate 10 candidates for that week's award based on the previous week's on-field performance. We then leave it up to you. Voting at TexasFootball.com goes all the way up until noon on Friday. It is now noon on Friday, and we have a winner. Your Week 12 Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week is... I can't do a drum. Beckville quarterback Ryan Harris ran for 274 yards and four touchdowns and threw for 63 yards and a score in Beckville's big by-district win over Shelbyville. And by the way, Beckville won again last night. They beat Hearn. So congratulations to all the nominees. Lubbock Estacado wide receiver TJ Steele. Frisco Independence quarterback Braylon Braxton. Cisco quarterback Hunter Long. Belleville running back Richard Reese. Wheeler athlete Heston Marshall. Rawls running back and linebacker Bryson Jones. Mount Vernon quarterback Brock Neller. Langham Creek quarterback Tanner Murray. And Orange Grove wide receiver Connor Eulenfeld. But a very special congratulations to the Week 12 Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week, Beckville quarterback Ryan Harris. Very well-deserved young man. You definitely picked it's her also to win good. that game. I know that for a fact. Oh, yeah. No, I'm definitely wrong on that. <laughs> yeah. there were. We're going to get to that. We're going to mm-hmm. run through kind of the, the action last night. But there were... There were some big I ones say, last night. There were some There were some big games. Uh, we'll talk about that coming up here in a moment. But first, Derry Max, Dave Campbell's Texas Football Proud team up this year to honor excellence in coaching and the hard work that assistant coaches put in on behalf of their team. Each week, the Texas football staff nominates four deserving assistant coaches for the Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week and let fans decide on the winner via Twitter poll. It all leads up to the Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Year decided at season's end. Your Week 12 Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week is... (laughs) Shadow Creek Defensive Coordinator Ray Garza. In a state-ranked 6A showdown, the Sharks' defense took a bite out of perennial power of Pearland, holding the Oilers to their lowest output of the season in a resounding 20-6 win. Congratulations to all the nominees, Carrollton Creekview Defense Coordinator Rob Pascal, Kilgore Defensive Coordinator Chad Loper, and McCamey Offensive Coordinator Santos Saucedo. But a very special congratulations to the Week 12 Mr. Texas, I'm sorry, Dairy Max, built by Chocolate Milk, Assistant Coach of the Year, Week, rather. Oh, my gosh. Shadow Creek Defensive Coordinator Ray Garza. Very well-deserved Coach Garza. And congratulations to Shadow Creek uh, as well for their big win. I like the point of they took a bite out of Pearland because it's a shark. Guess who, guess who wrote that? I'm going to be really upset if it's you. <laughs> I really like that. <laughs> of course it is. All right. Let's also talk about our friends at In-N-Out Burger. In-N-Out Burger and Dave Campbell's Texas Football have teamed up this year to spotlight some of the biggest and best high school football games around the state of Texas. Uh, And in doing so, we also honor scholar athletes at each of the games. So we've got two games this week that we want to make sure that we honor or that we we spotlight. One of them is going down tonight. Battle of Unbeatens, believe it or not, at Frisco ISD Memorial Stadium as the Lucas Lovejoy Leopards take on the Frisco Raccoons 7 o'clock tonight. And we want to make sure we honor the pair of uh, scholar athletes that are coming from each of those schools. We'll start with uh, uh, Lovejoy's uh, steer athlete, Chief Collins. Chief Collins uh, is the uh, In-N-Out Burger uh, Scholar Athlete of the Week from Lovejoy. Congratulations to him. And on the Frisco side, it is our it is their uh, their kicker and punter, Jake Gaster. Jake Gaster from Frisco is the In-N-Out Burger Scholar Athlete of the Week for the Raccoons. Congratulations to both of them. And make sure you keep uh, tuned to uh, TexasFootball.com for complete coverage of the In-N-Out Burger Game of the Week. We also got another one tomorrow. Tomorrow morning, technically, 11.30 a.m. Get up early. 
and watch a big game between San Antonio Veterans Memorial and New Braunfels Canyon. That one's going on 1130 BMX Cougar Stadium there in uh, Comal County. And we've got some scholar athletes to honor. Chase Thedford, the inside linebacker for New Braunfels Canyon. Uh, the senior is the In-N-Out Burger Scholar Athlete of the Week from New Braunfels Canyon. And on the other side, you uh, we're waiting on San, An- uh, San Antonio Veterans Memorial's uh, Scholar Athlete of the Week. We will make sure we let you know who that is at TexasFootball.com. Make sure you check out TexasFootball.com uh, for more information on the In-N-Out Burger Scholar Athlete of the Week. We appreciate our partnership with our friends at In-N-Out Burger. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com, TexasFootball.com, where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Please consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Okie dokie, it's Mailbag Friday. It's Mailbag Friday. We're going to answer your questions all the way up until about 12.45. We're going to be able to do Let me take a sip real quick. God, stay hydrated. Um, we're going to answer your questions. High school football, college football, recruiting, lifestyle, romance, travel, anything you've got. If you want to ask Pickle about her glasses, you can ask her about her glasses. Um, but I got the contact uh, today. You can get them, get to us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's, or you can text us, 972-532-6665. Stop calling that number. Dude, quit calling me. I'm not going to answer. <laughs> and I yeah, told them, like, I'm going to start just answering r- with really weird things like Louisville Pizza Hut, you know, <laughs> like, how can I help yeah. you? Don't yeah, that would be really good. <laughs> so let's run through some of the results from last night. We'll kind of go uh, bracket. We'll, we're going to focus more on the on the 6A or rather on the playoffs there is there were some major sick uh big school games last night for example ennis took care of north forney 38 14 mm-hmm. pulled away from them corpus christi veterans memorial beat corpus christi flower bluff 34 17 it's a big one for them abilene cooper won a wild shootout over azel in a game that i believe had more than 1400 yards total offense which is crazy tombaugh memorial beat Klein collins 49 48 which was a huge uh huge result uh Temple beat Killeen Shoemaker in a thriller to basically clinch that district championship. Mm-hmm. Glenn Park North Shore took down C.E. King. Uh, and, oh, uh, of note, Austin Bowie uh, came back to beat San Marcos. That does keep Westlake's hopes alive for staying in the Division II bracket. That's one thing to keep an eye on. But let's go bracket by bracket and talk about these. Um, Argyle pulls away from Stephenville. They jumped out to a 14-0 lead. And then I saw it was like 21-14. I'm like, uh-oh, is Stephenville going to make this thing hairy? Yeah. But Argyle pulled away. Good win for them. 56-27 uh, later. Up... Say again? I said 56-27 to 27 yeah. later. Like, they kind of did their thing. Um, also, um, another thing. Uh, uh, Clinton was up early on Decatur. I don't know if Decatur – I think it was at halftime. It was like 21-7, Clint. Uh, I think Decatur kind of sleptwalked through that first half, but they hit the Jets and ended up winning that game 42-30. That's kind of the theme of last night, is that there were enough kind of hairy halftime scores that we were thinking, like, is it going to be one of those nights? Yeah. Is it going to be one of those nights where everything goes a little crazy town banana pants? But it didn't. In a lot of ways, it was pretty chalky. Uh, Dumas came back to beat Andrews 31 What are they doing in the first half? <laughs> they have really know, scary man. stores at like stories at the end of the first half and then they end up blowing past them. but that's yeah. that's the second week in a row that they have been down by like two or three scores at halftime 
they got a they got a habit. I don't know what it is. I don't know. They they I don't know if they start flat if they just start flat or they finish strong or if it's a combination. Yeah. But yeah. Um in four division two, there was only one game last night. Gilmer took down Godley 42 to 20. I don't think there's really anything notable about that. That was kind of expected. Three A Division One, there was only one game last night. Brock uh hammered Denver City 69-34. Um, that offense continues to be a machine. I mean, they're the number one team in three division one for a reason. There are a, a variety of results in, in three division two. Crane was given Childers all sorts of trouble, uh, but Childers came back and won. Um, banger out in East Texas. Wascom edges Dangerfield 28-27. I mentioned this in the picks. I think those were probably the two best teams in region three. Uh, and so I think Wascom's your favorite to come out of region three. I had picked Dangerfield. That's when I got wrong. Uh, but yeah, that's a great win for Wascom. Uh, they are they're they're peaking at the right time. That's a team that started a little bit slow, but they have start really rounded into form. Uh, Quick story um, about that see. game. I was sitting on the couch last night looking through scores, and Goof texted me, and he it was a screenshot of that Wascom Dangerfield like score mm-hmm. box, and it said he put who said that. Land passes in Corpus Christi Miller was going to be the highest scoring game because on the website it messed up and it said 800 to 900. So it got fixed well, really quickly. But I was like, well, you never know. It's a shootout. Those are two good offenses. <laughs> two good offenses. Uh, Gunner, a big winner over Henrietta. Holiday, big winner over SNS. That was a game Steph was at. Uh, West Rusk beat Hugh Springs. Uh, I don't know if that's necessarily an upset. I thought West Rusk is probably the favorite in that one. Uh, two in Division One. Uh, Beckville beats Hearn. We mentioned it. Uh, Beckville uh, ends up beating Hearn and and ending the uh, the Eagles' uh, undefeated season. Um, uh, you know, we mentioned this about because this is two A Division One Region Three, and it's a little crazy right now. Like in, uh, like Timpson ended up beating Jewett Leon, but they were down early in that one. Um, but yeah, so so Beckville and Timpson are through to the regional semifinals in Region Three. Uh, region Four, there were two games, three games actually, uh, and all of them were uh, no contestees. Uh, Refurio hammered Flatonia, Shiner hammered Freer, and Ganado hammered uh, Three Rivers. So next week, I believe it'll be Refurio and Ganado. Shiner will now face the winner of Mason and Kennedy, which I believe I would say Mason's a, a comfortable favorite in that one. But what we're what we're doing is we're we're heading towards uh, Shiner versus Refurio, which is not not necessarily surprising. Toy Division Two last night, Al- Al- Albany beat Rawls. I-, I mentioned this in the picks video, but I thought that Rawls could have given them trouble. Uh, but credit to Denny Faith and company for for coming out and, and really, I thought they, the offense looked really really good against a Rawls defense that had been very good so far this season. Uh, Vega took down Bovina. Not surprised there. I think we're going to have their coach on on uh, football Friday tonight. So if you oh, want to nice. tune in for that, and Munster uh, beat Quana fifty to twenty two, and then the six man ranks huge game last Holy night. Balmeray beats Jayton ninety to forty six. Um, okay, like I, I, look, Richland Springs still exists, right? Mm-hmm. And that's pro- they probably they're probably the favorite to come out of that right side of the bracket, mm-hmm. maybe unless you believe in a team like Calvert, uh, which is is entirely possible as well. They won last night over Cherokee. Hot and cold on that one. Um, um, I think Balmeray is the favorite in 1A Division 2 now. Um, that is a terrific, dominant win over what well, that was number one versus number two in our rankings. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just beat the number two team by 44. Uh, and they pulled away late. They, yeah, they almost did. I mean, they, they came with a whisker of 45 in them. Just terrific. Uh, and, and, and I mentioned this on Twitter. Um, 
if you didn't think that Vance Jones, the coach at Balmeray, was the GOAT before, like, I mean, what he's doing, especially if he leads Balmeray to a title. Guys, I mean, I don't mean to, to, to be negative about it, but, like, Balmeray, before Vance Jones got there, was decidedly just an also-ran six-man program. And now he has them. Uh, he already took them to back-to-back title games. Now he has a chance, a legit chance to win a title at Balmeray. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, the path is clear for them. Uh, like they, if you're doing I think that they're going to be favored. The two team this early on in the season, like wh- they're going to be favored in the rest of their games. Yeah, right. They're going to be favored in the rest of their games. The 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 title game will obviously be pretty hairy. Uh, whoever they see, whether it's Calvert, whether it's Richland Springs, I think it'll probably come out of Region Four. But like, right. yeah, I mean, a terrific, terrific win for for Balmeray. So that's all the the uh, the results from last night. We can now turn our attention to talking a little bit of. Um, questions so we've got about we've got about 20 minutes of questions or so so if you guys got some questions high school football college football recruiting lifestyle romance uh you can get to us on facebook facebook.com slash dave campbell's or you can hit the tft text line 972-532-6665 pickle does anybody have any questions at all yes and we will go with um a new viewer of ours mike herda he has been asking this question all week and has been very patient so we'll give it to him first he said he's from mason texas texas and he says what do you say um, what do you say about the punchers and how this year went? What do you have to say about their next playoff game? So, like we said, yeah. So this was a favorite. So this was a Mason team that started the year zero and four, and I also think that in looking back on it, like so, here are their losses, right? Comanche three A team still alive. Mm-hmm. Comfort three A team, good three A team. I don't know if they're still alive. They might be. No, they got beat in the first round. Mm-hmm. Uh, San Saba, good 2A team. State ranked 2A team. Wall, good 3A team, right? Uh, still alive in the playoffs. Um, I think those, like, there's a real argument that that in hindsight, yeah, they should have started 0-4. The problem for me is I start looking at who they've beaten, and I don't know if they've beaten any, anyone. Um, like, the, you know, the, their best win is probably over Ozona. Um but that's probably their best win. Now, I do think they've gotten better, and especially I think that offense has finally picked it up. Remember, their first four games, they scored 13 points. Mm-hmm. Their offense, I think, has finally started to click. That's a young offense uh, that Coach Michael McLeod's kind of building there. Um, we knew it was going to be some growing pains. With that said, look, I think they're the favorite tonight over tonight tonight over Kennedy. Um, I think they'll be favorite. That's Kennedy with one N. But the problem is next week they're going to get Shiner. And I think Shiner's the best team in two division one. I do too. Well, I, I don't, I like, I, I hate to say that, you know, because I don't want to bury them, but like they will be considerable underdogs next week against Shiner if they get past Kennedy. And, and so, yeah, look, I think that coach McLeod has done a good job down there. I think that they were real young and they ran through a difficult non-district schedule and credit to him for scheduling that. Um, with that said, I think that it's. I think there is a very chalky way that this thing, that this season can go the rest of the way, which is beat Kennedy tonight, and then next week probably be uh, be uh, underdogs to Shiner. Um, yeah, look, you get a chance at number one next week if you get an opportunity. But I think that they are they will probably be con- considerable underdogs next week. McLeod a lot, but I think that that's probably where it, where it's heading right now. What is next pickle? Let's go with 
You want to talk about the fighting farmers versus your uh, Coppell Cowboys? Do I? I don't know. Um, Who is okay. your favorite in that? Let's talk about it. I guess we can talk about it. So, is with, uh, I, you know, I, you, you know, I'm not like some people on this show <clears throat> who, um, who just like, they are absolutely just totally in the tank for their alma mater. I'm not like some people on that show. I don't bring that up. Is it because my this, alma mater is really, really good right now? I will say this, though. <laughs> I will say this. Coppell's had a nice year. Coppell started the year, I thought, with a, with an impressive win over Mesquite, and then they beat Saxe. That was impressive. They gave Highland Park a real run, and that was impressive. Um, gave they played probably Flower- one of the toughest runs that they've had, to be yeah, honest. They played, Mar- they played Marcus tough. This is, a, this is a Coppell team that plays teams tough. Now, I look at Louisville. Taylor Green, their quarterback, is awesome. He's really, really talented. Um, but this is the one thing that gives me a little bit of pause. Their defense has been problematic. Problematic. Uh, I mean, they gave up 72 to Rockwell Heath in the opener. They gave up 41 to Arlington Lamar. They gave up 42 to Plano East. Like, 42 to Plano East. That's not good. That's not a great Plano East offense. Mm-mm. So what I wonder is, are they going to be – I think they're going to be able to score. But are they going to be able to slow down Coppell? That's the big question here. The computer has it as a pick 'em. I tend to agree with that. I will lean towards Louisville because I think they have the single individual best player. Apologies to Walker Polk, but they have the most dynamic playmaker with the ball in his hands, uh, which would be uh, uh, Taylor Green, their quarterback. I lean towards Louisville in this one. This game is at Coppell. It's at Buddy Eccles Field. Um, but I do think that um, Louisville's probably your favorite in this one. Um, close game though, and 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 mm-hmm. and an important game because both these teams like the that's a, like Marcus. I think his Marcus. Are they clinching a playoff spot? Uh, they uh, they Marcus gonna be in the playoffs. Okay, yeah, I'll say that. Not, yeah. The rest of it is kind of a mess. Like the rest of it's kind of a mess, especially those next four teams with Louisville, yeah. Coppell, Hebron, and Plano West. So. Um, you know, go out there, take care of business. Key critical game in this one. I lean towards Louisville. I think they're the better team. But Coppell's had a, has a tendency to, to muck things up. So if Louisville's defense doesn't show up, game on. All right, what's next, Pickle? Um, we'll stick in the DFW before going out west. The game that I will be at tonight, what are your thoughts on Melissa and Kennedale? Why don't we give that to our chief Melissa and Kennedale correspondent, Ashley Pickle? I'm excited for this game. I think that it's it's a pretty close matchup, maybe by a mm-hmm. little bit of a surprise by Kinnendale to be able to hang in with them. Um, but I think that that Kinnendale defense is impressive. Insanely yeah, impressive. That J.D. Coffey, the Texas commit, he had five picks, and two of them were pick sixes last week against Brownwood. So I think it'll be a big test. I think Melissa's defense is going to get tested a little bit up against a wing tee that they're not usually going to. But – I think Melissa will probably end up pulling it out. I think they're just the more complete team all around. But so it'll be a good matchup. So that's the thing. So this is a weird test because a, this is kind of a referendum on Kennedale's schedule. Because look, look, six four A Division One, right? is not very good. 
it's just plain and simple. It's Carter, Riverside, Eastern Hills, Dunbar, and Benbrook, right? It's just, it's not a super good district. And, and you know, that it, it's just really not. Yeah, it's the Fort Worth schools. Kennedale was always going to romp through that district, okay? But they have scheduled, they beat Sunnyvale in their opener. That's a pretty good win. They ended up tying Longview Pine Tree. Mm-hmm. In like that was a game they had a game canceled. They picked up a game with Longview Pine Tree, and then it got canceled because I think the lights went out, uh, and it was tied ten to ten. So they just called it a tie. Um, so they've got the weird nine zero and one record. Mm-hmm. But from what I understand, and and then they but the, their best win was a game that got thrown together at the last minute again because they had uh, a cancellation. Uh, with Wimberley, they went to Wimberley and they beat them seventeen to fourteen. That's a really impressive result because that Wimberley offense is legit. Mm-hmm. And and they're so, spread but too, right? All, yeah, they are. But the other thing about so, that though is that like like it was just a one week like thrown together at the last minute. Part of me wonders like was Wimberley ready for this, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't want to make excuses. The one thing I'll say is like I do think this is probably the best offense they've seen. Mm-hmm. And it's going to give it's going to provide them a challenge. Another thing about them is I don't know that they uh, look. I don't think Melissa's defense is amazing, but I think it's okay. And I, I don't know that they it. right. And I don't know that they have necessarily put up surprise like great numbers against a good defense. That's what that's what makes this a total mystery. Mm-hmm. Is like it may, it's one of those things that it may end up being that Canada is like one of the elite teams in the state. But we just don't kind of don't. I don't know if we're really like willing to jump that far yet and like really stake, like put my stake in the ground on that. They go out there and beat Melissa tonight. Yeah, I'm willing to go out there and say that they are legit and they are elite. But this is like, it's one of those things that it's really like, I just don't know enough. I don't have enough hard facts about Kennedale to really jump on that bandwagon. That's why I lean probably towards Melissa. I think they've got the better body of work. Like they've, like, They've got a win, or they've got a close win or close loss to Argyle. They have they have a win over and an convincing win over Sunnyvale, a win over Pottsboro, a win over Stephenville, a win over Salina. They probably have the more complete resume right now, and that to me is probably why they get the nod. Yes, I agree. But it's one of those things, like you said, it's funny <laughs> about like trying to figure out kind of what to say in my first hit tonight. It's like. We're going to find a lot out tonight, and that's that's really yeah. what it is. You know, it's like, like I, it's week, I don't have it's week fun 13 backstory. And we're, yeah, it's like week 13, we're finally going to be able to diagnose Canada. Like, yeah. It's just such a strange and that's situation. Weird. But there have been teams like that, that, that run through, like, d- districts that I think they are just better than. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then we find out. We, we find out. So... You know, we'll see. We'll see. It's a big question. Like I will. This is a. This is a lot more about Cannondale, in my opinion, than it is about Melissa. Yep. What's next? Absolutely. Now let's go out. Um, we're going out west here, and Step actually sent me a message about this. So Will Boyles asked, "What happens with El Paso five and six A teams when it comes to the playoffs? If they go back into lockdown or shut down the stadiums, will they play at neutral sites uh, for their home games? Do you want me to read Steps?" Yeah, go ahead and give Step the yeah Steps the expert here. 
Step said some of the El Paso schools are considering moving home playoff games to neutral sites to allow more fans to attend. However, there's a chance that El Paso teams could host at home with zero fans. UIL rules only mm -hmm. state equal seating has to be provided for both teams. So technically, El Paso teams could host at home with no fans or right. limited fans. It'll be very fluid and ultimately will be up to the individual schools or independent school district. Yeah, it could be it, like it, with that point about the UIL, they just say you have to offer an equal number of fans. Um, that could be zero and zero. You know what I mean? So um, the running you see, it's a super fluid situation out there in El Paso. They're still trying to figure out exactly what those districts are going to do and how they're going to look because they, they're kind of running out of time. Like it's it's worth mentioning that like, guys, two weeks from tonight is the final regular season Friday night of the year. Um, like we're, you know, we kind of zoom past it and we're zooming up to, up to the precipice. So we've got to squeeze these games in if we're going to get there. So that's certainly something that's on everybody's mind. All right. What's next? Pickle? Up next. How about your thoughts on Judson versus steel tonight? Yeah. Fun game, fun game. And one really interested in, I like, it's strange because I think that in past years, we've come to know like super high flying Judson offense and stuff like that. And and Steel has hackers, right, that have come have been able to they've been able to put on a show from time to time. I think this game has like twenty one seventeen written all over it. Mm -hmm. um, both these defenses are really good. And and both these off or both these defenses are really starting to round into form. I've been very impressed with them. Um and so I think this is going to be a low-scoring game. One thing I want to see is, is like, and, and, and both of them have weapons I really like. Steele's got Wyatt Beagle, the quarterback, who uh, great experience, really like a lot of experience on that side. Um, and uh, De'Anthony Lewis, the, the running back for Judson, I think has been really terrific. But I do think that a lot of this game comes down to whether or not Steele can protect Beagle. Um, because that Judson defensive front is, 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 is lethal. It's really good. And if they get after it and they, st and they don't give Beagle time to operate, then like it's game over for, for steel. That's the big question in this one. Um, I, I, I picked Judson. I lean towards Judson. I think they're a little bit more, I think I trust their offense a little bit more, but at the same time, um, steel has played a lot of close games. And that is going to make this a really interesting contest of, um, you know, are they going to be able to, um, you know, are, are, like if this game is close, it like I, one of the things I always grapple with is winning close games a skill. You know yep. what I mean? Um, we'll find out. If this game's close, maybe advantage steal. So that's something that I think is interesting. What's next, Pickle? Um, on to the game that I believe, if stuff is still in place, Matt Stepp will be at tonight down in Waco. Um, your thoughts on center versus Sealy? Yeah, Sealy's flying super under the radar. Um, that is a team that I think very quietly uh, has put together a nice year. I think Coach Shane Mobley's done a great job of that program. That's, of course, a very tradition-rich program. Remember, they got they handed Belleville their only loss of the year. Um that's super impressive to me. Um, they were super good last week against Orangefield. Uh, one of the things that's going to be very interesting, I think, is this is a very strong uh, Sealy defense. I think they're defense first. Um, this is a very strong Sealy defense. Can they find a way to slow down Red Horace and this really explosive center offense. Their running back, Red Horse, has been off the charts good this year. Such a good And game. especially lately. 
he's getting he's getting hot. It's it's like Camadre Horace, but like he's been fantastic uh, all year long, and I'm very interested to see if they are able to um, to slow down Red Horse. That's the big game for me. Computer has to pick them. I tend to agree with it. I don't even remember who I picked. Um, who did I end up going with? Uh, Let me see if I can find I it. I think you did. I can find it. Hold on. Center, I want to say. Let's I do out. know. I remember right. Powers talking about how impressed he was with uh, I took, Red. So I took Sealy, but I'm. I think that's a that's a pick'em type game, and and, and you are certainly within your rights to think that uh, that that center's going to win that game. All right, let's do three more. Three more. All right. If Sorry, I'm getting Dave a call. Campbell's... I forgot I have a call at 12.45. Oh, no, you're good. If Dave Campbell's ever did a charity boxing match, who would be the main card and who would win? Uh, first off, Matt Stepp would destroy us all. Matt Stepp, Matt Stepp would be our ringer. Mm-hmm. And I would put Matt Stepp up against any strength and conditioning coach in the state. <laughs> That's, that would be our, 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 our celebrity um or celebrity pick or boxing match. Um, the rest of us are are weaklings. We all just hide behind Step. Yes. We're like he's our like he's our muscle. You know what I mean? Um, I would be interested. You know, the one thing I think Pickle is underrated. I think she's very um, she's very like you got you got good like reach. Scrappy. You know what I mean? You're scrappy. scrappy yeah, you, you're you're not like. <laughs> Yeah, I would say that. I would say that you're scrappy. That's the I one thing that I do have good reach. That, I've got very long arms. I'm lanky. That's exactly it. So I would be I interested in seeing you maybe against like. Hmm. Hmm. I feel like Ish and I could give it a go. <laughs> I feel like Asher Pickle versus Aaron Hardigan would be oh, uh, yeah. a, a fight that I would that I would watch. Aaron, that would be scary. That. Okay, she's aggressive. What's that? Um, let's go with, we'll go one more football question here. And then I've got another silly question. Um, how far do you think Tom Ball Memorial goes in the playoffs? I feel yeah. like that's, okay. that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tom Ball Memorial got a great win last night over Klein Collins. Um, kind of eked out a close win. Um, computer had that pegged by the way, computer had a uh, Memorial by three. They ended up winning by one computer really had that, that going. Look, their offense is fire right now. It's super good. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have hung, they're averaging 56 points a game. I mean, their offense is fire. Now, look, I also think every time they've seen a legit offense, they've kind of gotten torched. Okay. They gave up 63 to Westbrook. They gave up 35 to Deer Park. They gave up 49 to Klein Kane. They gave up 48 last night to Klein Collins. That's living on the edge. Okay. Now, you can get away with it for a while, right? You can get away with it for a while. The question is, the question becomes like, it, like there comes a time where maybe the defense doesn't come, doesn't show up as much as you think it's going to. And then you find yourself in a pickle. And so I'll, you know, I'll do all the respect. Uh, but that's one thing that, that I think is interesting. Now, look, they're in the right, they're in region two. Okay. They're, and the way we, we, we project them to go to the Division II bracket, um, I think they'd be favored probably to make a regional semifinal, at which point they'd probably run into a team like Cedar Hill. Mm-hmm. And now Cedar Hill will get into a shootout with you. Like that offense starting to hum. That would be zero uh, so defense it, in that game. <laughs> I mean, it would, be, it would be really interesting to see that game. I'll say this, like I would probably – 
not pick them over a team like Bridgeland. Mm -hmm. I think Bridgeland would find a way to get a couple of stops. I don't think I'd pick them over Cedar Hill when they saw them. I'd probably take Cedar Hill over them. But that offense, the way that they're humming right now, like there's no reason to doubt them. I would just say that. Like there's no reason to doubt that offense, that I think the Tombo Memorial, as long as that offense keeps going, if that defense can just improve a little bit, yep. then they would be a legit contender that in, next in, step. in Division two. Yeah, mm-hmm. they can just take that little step. I'm not asking them to be great. I'm just asking them to be no. pretty good. And if they, mm-hmm. if they, that defense moves to pretty good, keep an eye out for them. So, yeah. What is our final question, Pickle? Sorry, I forgot I have a call at 1245. You're good. If Tepper and Pickle were both head coaches, what would their team identities be? And if they were district rivals, what would be the name of the rivalry? Mm. Mm. Um, hmm. That's a good question. Uh, Tepper High School would be mostly bad, but we would run, we would run the slot T. Okay. Um, we would run it pretty effectively. Uh, we would be probably, uh, uh, so one thing I really like what we would do, we probably run like Argyle's 10, one defense where we just run press man across this, across the board. And it's going to get us beat sometimes, but like we're also going to frustrate the heck out of our opponents. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what we do. Like we'd be, what we'd be, I would go for max annoyance. Like I would want to be the team that, that shock you're me. just like annoyed to play. You're like, oh crap, we got to play Tepper this Get week. ready for this, yeah. Like, like, like they run the most annoying defense, like the ten mm-hmm. one, where it's just like we body you at the line. Mm-hmm. Um, like we run the most annoying offense, which is the slot T, because the slot T is the devil. Um, yeah, that's what we do. What would you, what would you look like? Mm, I gotta say, on the deep, first off, I think that you would be a lot calmer of a coach than I would. Like, I feel like you would kind of internalize your anger, and I would be the one with flames coming. Oh, out you'd of be my shouty, yelling it. Oh yeah. Oh, I'd be. Yeah, I'd be all over him. Um, but. I got to say, seeing Rio Vista run that 3-3 stack with a just mm-hmm. unbelievable amount of linebackers back there, that got me yeah. hyped. Like, I would love to be able to be blessed with, like, just a plethora of really good linebackers to just send them out to absolutely obliterate people. So, I really do like I'm, – I'm more of a – fan of the odd man front i like mm-hmm. i like the three three the three three stack is fun because it gives it you like is. to me in my opinion i think the the game of football is moving more especially on the defense side it's moving more towards a hybrid model mm-hmm. i think everybody's going to be like defensive end linebacker or linebacker safeties coming up here pretty soon like the more i look at like what Air, like the cardinals arizona cardinals defense looks like like buddha baker is fundamentally like a linebacker an outside linebacker playing safety mm-hmm. Um, I thought like, for example, I think, I think Tyron Matthew, the, the honey badger, I think he like his, his legacy is that he was born five years too early Yep. because oh, yeah. the, his style of play, I think is going to be start to become the, the, the norm. And so I would love to run like, and I think a three, three stack or like a, like a, I don't know. 
I love stack watching linebackers even... just completely obliterate people. Yeah. So the three three stack was so fun to watch on an offense. Three three stack three four three four to a certain extent. Although I think that that's a little stuck in the mud, like in, mm-hmm. in the way that people operate the three four. Um, I'd rather like I'd what I'd, what I'd rather do is run like a three four, but my outside linebackers are like extra strong safeties. Strong, yeah. That's what I'd exactly. rather do. So that so then they can drop into coverage. Mm-hmm. That's what I would do. Um, yeah, that's what I think. And our rivalry, um, it would be called the Vince Young Please Can Get Your Player of the Year trope. Uh, um, uh, and then, yeah, the whoever wins, their team gets to take home the Vince Young trophy. Yes. Uh, for the year. We all get to take home the and Vince Young trophy. And you get Young to trophy. put it in your uh, your trophy case. And so then, the de- like, and everybody wants to win it on the off chance that he does get it, and then he gets to come to your school. Come to the school, exactly. It's a whole, it's a whole bit that just keeps on giving. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. The okay. bit bowl, that's what uh, we would call it. The bit bowl, that's, that's what it's good. called. It's the bit bowl. You're so, <laughs> you're so small. All right, folks, that's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's and of course CS at textfootball.com. Please watch Fox Sports Southwest tonight. Uh, look for Pickle at Argyle and not Argyle, uh, Melissa and Kennedale mm-hmm. uh, tonight. Where is that game? Uh, in Grapevine. Oh, you're yeah. in Grapevine. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're super, super local then. I'm so excited. So, so, so yeah. excited. And Step said, might have to swing by and pick up some pluckers before. Mmm, wings before. All right, that's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Uh, Vince Young, please meet your Player of the Year trophy. There it is. And Dave. Hi, Dave. We will see you Monday on Texas Football Today.